Nothing is more powerful than the connection between a storyteller and their audience. Over 100 million Americans listen to podcasts every month, forming lasting connections with their favorite creators. And 56% of those listeners have purchased a product after hearing about it on a podcast. But there's an art to building meaningful relationships between consumers, hosts, and brands. Ad Results Media has it down to a science. Ad Results Media specializes in helping breakthrough brands join the conversation at scale. With over 20 years of expertise, Ad Results Media amplifies brand stories across thousands of shows, publishers, and emerging platforms. They're a data-driven matchmaker, strategically pairing world-changing brands with engaged audiences to create the sound of success. For an experienced partner to help your brand find the right audience, achieve long-term growth, and improve advertising ROI, look no further. Be part of the story. Learn more at adresultsmedia.com slash story. That's adresultsmedia.com slash story. Good. All right, here we go. On uh, three, two, one. We are speaking with Ken Fryrick and a drummer, Mark Schulman. Of course, they're a new song. Uh, well, it, it, it talks about the healthcare workers. Healthcare workers rock. Uh, let's get right into that. Ken, you came up with this song, correct? Yeah, I did. It was back, uh, believe it or not, it's hard to believe, almost a year ago in April. And at that time in the New York, New Jersey area, COVID what is it, was at its peak. And healthcare workers were really in the need for PPE and equipment. I started to see people getting COVID. Unfortunately, I had two friends whose dads passed away from COVID. Uh, one of them that had the opportunities to say goodbye, and sadly, the other didn't. And uh, being in the healthcare field and being CEO of the largest patient engagement company in the country, uh, and also a songwriter uh, and a drummer and a musician, I had this calling and just felt that I had to do something and I wrote Healthcare Workers Rock. I wrote it in about uh, 10 hours, really as a tribute and an anthem to healthcare workers around the world to give them the recognition that they deserve and to create an anthem and to give them something to rally around as they work those really long days and really long nights. Yeah, it, it, it really has been. You know, we're up here in Quebec and we're under lockdown and we're under curfew. It, it's it's not ending. And and. As much as I respect the healthcare workers and they've been doing a great job, there's also the teachers, at least up here, that need a tip of the hat as well, because all these people are frontline. Sure. And healthcare workers were meant to be frontline. Teachers weren't meant to be frontline anything. They were just meant to teach. Yeah. You know. Um, so talk to me. How how did you get Mark Schulman involved? I mean, he's of course done stuff with foreigners. Lots with of money. So I'll have Mark tell the story yeah. in a moment of how we met. Yeah. But ultimately, the way I got Mark involved, because Mark and I became very close friends, was a very quick phone call. And, and in within five minutes, Mark was like, absolutely, it'll be my pleasure and privilege to do that. But I think what's important is the context of the story of how Mark and I met, and I'll let him tell the tell that part. All right, yes. so Mark, take well, it away. I was part of a cancer benefit in uh, in a very wealthy person's backyard, Pacific Palisades. They were doing a cancer benefit for UCLA, um, and uh, it was a stage setup, right? Kenny Loggins, Pink, the Foo Fighters, and the Who. They raised a lot of money. It was, and this was in somebody's backyard. So 
the who comes on and as part of the deal um we kept on hearing about this 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 guy paid a quarter million dollars to play drums with the who to donate for for to cancer and when i saw ken play first of all he can play like he can really play drums I was, this guy's great and he's and i knew nothing about him so immediately i had to meet him and i'm filming him from behind right because i thought I want to make sure that this guy is going to get some great footage, not only from the front, everybody's getting him, but I'm behind the stage. So we talked, we immediately got along, we became fast friends. Uh, we've been fast friends ever since. Um, he was very supportive. I did a, a a benefit for another friend of mine with cancer online, and Ken was instrumental in donating and just being supportive of that. And then when Ken told me about the healthcare workers rock, because I know I have a lot of friends that are in the healthcare industry, I said, brother, what do you need? And first he just said, well, we want you just to be in the video. Can you and your daughter maybe, you know, sing along with a chorus? And then he sent me the song and I said, well, who played drums on the song? He goes, well, the drums are programmed. I said, dude, why don't you have me play drums? And uh, he's like, well, would you do that? I said, of course. And then that expanded to me bringing my big green screen in the studio and then setting the green screen behind my drum kit so then they could put images and I could be a part of the video um, playing drums and showing my support. And uh, basically I told Ken, I said, whatever you want me to do ever in life, I am there for you because he's one of the most generous men. Absolutely just true in every single way. Well, let me, let me talk and to you about the order for me. He's coached me on business a little bit because I've got, I'm, I have this documentary idea that I want to create and Ken's offered to help me with that and put together the business model, you know, the uh, business plan and, so we just, he's a drummer for God's sakes. Drummers are the coolest people on the planet. Never mind the fact that he owns, you know, a health a healthcare monitor business and he's done, he's the, one of the greatest philanthropists. There is a community to drummers. And, and I say this with all seriousness. There really is a community to the to to all drummers. And there's this sort of, it's kind of this, nink, this wink and this nod of, I know something about you that nobody, that other people don't know. And so we, bonded on that realm as well as just both having an interest in philo in philanthropy and um he's just a cool guy we laugh yeah. together we we've spent next to no time together except online because then covid hit i met him once i'm sure we would have spent a lot more time together i had 19 speaking gigs i'm a speaker you know and i had 19 speaking gigs completely fall out in march and april i probably would have you know, spent a half a half a dozen times with him in real life, just from touring across the country and speaking. And fortunately, Pink didn't tour in 2020, and she still doesn't have any plans yet. But that was our year off. So anyway, that's the short story long. That's the, that's the short story long. You've also got your studio. You've got the motivational speaking, and of course, you've got the Pink thing. And, and I'll ask you about that in a second. But uh, Ken, you've also got Random Acts of Kindness, which is a band. What is the band? Is it just sort of to, to promote the? Uh, hashtag first responders first or is it is it something different what is the band and what is its purpose yeah so back in april i started a record label called better world records and that's because i believe every day in trying to make the world a better place and if i can combine music and philanthropy uh then i really believe that's a, an amazing uh way to go an amazing mission uh in thinking about putting this together um, because I do random acts of kindness on a very regular basis, daily, weekly, uh, I'd like that name for a band. And because the approach to the record label 
Uh, this is the first song, but I like the idea of bringing together random acts. It wouldn't necessarily be the same group of guys or gals on every song, right? It would be different random acts that I'd bring for a different song with a different mission, and that's how I ultimately came up with Random Acts of Kindness. And Random Acts of Kindness um, was the one who actually uh, produced uh, the song. I actually brought in uh, Grammy Award winner Scott Jacoby. Uh, he was the producer and mixer on the song. Uh, another fellow Skidmore. Who killed it, by the way. The, Scott the was song amazing. amazing. The song really does sound amazing. And and by the way, I just I just want to point out that you're going to be giving a dollar every time this video is shared, right? Up to $100,000 to... That's correct. The first responders first, right? So that's the philanthropic angle. And that's an amazing charity helping frontline healthcare workers. It's a collaboration between the Harvard School of Public Health, the CAA Foundation and Thrive Global. So that's where I was able to tie in the charitable and philanthropic uh, component. But the truth is, is it's a global crusade to get this word out, to be able to help healthcare workers. Uh, we have Dr. Joseph Farron at UMMC, one of the top COVID docs in the world, uh, as a spokesperson, and he's told me firsthand on how the music has been therapy and healing for his team to get them through the day. So that's what we're trying to do. Uh, so Random Acts of Kindness is the band. <clears throat> There'll be additional songs, different people I bring in in the future, uh, all under the Better World Records label. Oh, that, that, that is great. So w when you bring in these other songs and these other bands, will it all be with a charitable uh, angle to it, or at some point it, it evolves into just being a band? Well, um, there's always going to be a philanthropic component to what I do because I live and breathe it. And, you know, I'll be giving money away regardless. You know, I recently, uh, last month, just wrote three brand new songs. I wrote the lyrics for them. Uh, we're talking to a lot of big name artists right now uh, that may want to collaborate on these songs, right? So, who the next cast of characters is going to be, only time will tell. Um, you know, as someone who's been, uh, you know, playing the drums since I've been eight, you know, and had my dream fulfilled of playing with the who, but also by day as a businessman, I've been very humbled by some of these biggest names in the world who have said, man, those lyrics are great. Send us the next, you know, next round. And I got three new songs, uh, that I just, uh, wrote. Um, most of them kind of help make the world a better place in some regard, covering different topics. So the short answer is, yeah, the philanthropy is absolutely going to be part of what I do. It doesn't you know, need to be in front of the song, right? So we're going to produce the songs, get them out there, let them go worldwide. But I'm going to continue to give because it's something I'm so passionate about. That's real great. And uh, I do want to ask Mark a couple of questions, but I just want to get back to you for a second, Ken. In, in terms of the pandemic, because here in Canada, you know, healthcare is free and so on and so forth, and it doesn't seem to be as pressing as maybe it should be. Is it as dire in the state? I mean, is it is it as dire as the media is making it? Is it as as not dire as as the governor of Florida is making it? You're on the front line. What's it really sort of looking like? Well, it keeps evolving, you know, right. by the weeks, but. For a long time, and even now, it's a very serious situation, uh, particularly now because of the new strains that are coming in from all over the world, right? I mean, at this juncture in time, you know, today, some of the numbers in some of the states have slowed a little bit, but there's concerns about what the strains are going to do. Uh, and if I bring it back to healthcare workers, yeah, many healthcare workers haven't had a day off uh, in almost a year. They're totally burnt out having a really hard time. You know, what's talked about in the news 
is numbers and sensationalism and the negativity and the deaths and the, the politics and all that. But no one is really talking about the people that are suffering every day, uh, putting their lives on the line. Many have passed away. We had one of our clients who passed away from COVID. Others have got it and beaten it, but they're really doing this unselfishly. You know, when they signed up to be healthcare workers, they didn't think they were going to put their lives on the line every single day for an extended period. Um, and they're having a real hard time just getting through those long days and nights. I mean, it's no longer a few months. I mean, it's almost a year. So I would say the mindset of healthcare workers across the country is dire in one respect. I think the optimism is because now the vaccines are out. People are getting vaccinated, right? So I think that helps a great deal. I think that alleviates some of the fear of getting COVID and probably them you know, dying from COVID, but it doesn't take away from the really long days and nights. It doesn't take away from them having to deal with families who come in with COVID. I was supposed to do a Zoom about a week and a half ago with Dr. Barron. At the last minute, he's Ken, I just apologize. He says, well, I had a family of six just admitted they all have COVID and they're all in really bad shape, right? So although Dr. Varon has been vaccinated, it's tough, right? And although, and you know, they're burnt out and for them to be sometimes the last person to say goodbye to people when they're passing is so, so, so sad. And so while I think there's optimism on the horizon, I think the mindset and the psyche of healthcare workers uh, globally is in a tough place, which is why I'm hoping, you know, that music can help uh, and can help them get through those days. And, and I appreciate, you know, being able to share everything here right. with you, Mitch, so we can spread the world globally. But it's a tough situation. I think there's absolutely, absolutely optimism on the horizon. But when you live it and breathe it day in, day out, and you see people passing away, it's so hard. It's so difficult. You know, we, we presented an award last week to a healthcare worker on Long Island that won a contest with a local radio station. And, you know, you hear the stories of them having patients and, you know, there was an outpatient facility and there in the hospital, the older gentleman couldn't see his spouse, but the spouse, you know, they saw them reunited for the first time after months. I mean, this is heartbreaking, heart-drenching stuff. And I think that's where music can heal. So there's absolutely um, optimism on the horizon, but uh, I think times have been tough. I think the times are tough, and I, I also think that the recruitment for uh, new medical personnel and new teachers up here in Canada is difficult because a lot of people are just going, "Yeah, no, I'm not. I, I don't want to do. I don't want to get this." So, what are you going to do? I mean, you you have to support these people on every level, from from charity to government to to healthcare to um not not healthcare and but uh, uh, mental care because they're breaking down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the self-care and looking after them, you know, emotionally is absolutely critical. That's some of the work that First Responders First, Responders First does, which is great. Um, they help in that regard. But it's a real issue. It's a real, real tough issue. It really is. And uh, let's just hope we, we get past it because uh, <laughs> I can't do this for another two years. Um, yeah. If if it's uh, if it's okay, I, I want to ask just Mark a couple of questions about his career. Is that I mean it's somewhat inappropriate, I would think, considering that we're talking about COVID. But Mark, are you okay if I ask you just a couple of questions about your playing with other bands? Sure, of course. Yeah, okay, good. Because uh, you know, listen, I just want to ask you about two of these albums that I love that you played on. Uh, <laughs> 
VH1 storytellers with Billy Eilish. Yeah, yeah, thank you. VH1 with uh, storytellers because uh, Steve Stevens and, and, and the gang are just the greatest. And, of course, Lou Graham with uh, Foreigner and Mr. Moonlight. Um, what was that like coming into that situation with Foreigner sort of being reconstituted and having to, to, to put up with, you know, it was the grunge era? Um, because, you know, White Lie and Rain are two of the greatest Foreigner songs ever recorded. And you play on them. Uh, what was that like working with Mick Jones, the one and only Mick Jones? Mick's amazing. Yes. And he's the real deal. He's r real old school. And just the tone that he gets and his approach was magnificent. I mean, I, I actually auditioned for Foreigner and um, they actually started making a record without me because they hired a producer named Keith Forsey who brought in his own drummer. Tal Bergman and um, I uh, so a month after I got hired um, the first thing that was happening was them making a record at me and I actually they ended up not using those songs that they did with Keith I ended up calling Keith becoming friends with him he ended up hiring me that's how I ended up playing with Simple Minds and Billy Idol was through Keith but uh, I'll never forget just recording with the foreigner guys and then we went we went up north, we recorded in Woodstock, we recorded down in Miami, and it took like a, almost a year to make the record. And in and around that, we were touring. So I did, you know, hundreds of dates with them touring. Then I ended up leaving the band for a while and coming back in the band and then joining, leaving the band again and then coming back in the band. So I've been in and out of Foreigner for 27 years. And... You know, working with Lou and Mick is what happened actually when I joined the band. Lou wasn't in the band yet. And one of the reasons why I didn't hear back from them, I was unaware they were renegotiating with Lou. So I auditioned with Mick and the other singer, I don't remember his name. And uh, it was a quick oh. audition. I, they hired me. Um, it was, and, it was uh, Johnny something. Um, John, Johnny. It was Johnny. And Johnny was playing bass during the audition. And then, all, and then I didn't hear from him. Then next thing I know, they're recording. Then I'm hearing Lou's in the band. It's like, what? So then it became a really big deal because then Lou was back in the band and it really was a reformation of the two main characters of the band. Yeah. Um, so we did a lot of amazing stuff. We went all over the world and uh, that was when Lou was in the best shape of his life. He was singing wonderfully. And working and then with Mick has always been great because Mick, as I said, is, 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 is classic. He's quite a gentleman and I love the band. I've loved every incarnation of the band, the newest incarnation of the band with Kelly singing and Jeff Bilson playing bass and, and uh, the, all the other guys in the band. It, it's magnificent. As a matter of fact, when I left the band in 2013 to go back with Pink, I was in tears because I would love these guys are my brothers. I just love them so much. Jeff's the um, greatest. Michael Bluestein and, uh, and uh, I I brought in Bruce Watson because Mick was in and out of uh, being sick right. a bit. And um, as I said, Jeff and Kelly and then Tommy Gimble, who had been in the band playing saxons and, and, and guitar and keyboards for nearly 30 years. And Tommy's just left the band, actually. So they're looking for a replacement for him. So uh, it, that's been long, 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 a long history for me. And the storytellers, the, the, the story with Billy was... I became friends with Keith Forsey, right? And Keith was the guy that wrote and produced all of the Billy stuff. So Billy's drummer was in rehab. So I got a call from Steve Stevens 
And they're going to record the end title theme for the movie Speed. Remember the movie with Keanu Reeves and oh, Simon yeah. Bullock? Oh, yeah. So they called for that. And uh, that went so well that for the next eight years, I was Billy's drummer on and off. And that led to me doing a, a tour. And we did the, the VH1 Storytellers as part of an acoustic tour that we did. And we also had Greg Ellis on percussion. And uh, it, it was just amazing fun working with Billy. And we did, Billy and I actually wrote some songs together. And uh, actually, we did a song for the Heavy Metal 2000 soundtrack and that was originally a song that i had co-written with uh a gal that i was a writing partner with at the time uh bridget beninati so i had a lot you know a lot of history with billy as well a lot of history with billy as well and uh, i'll ask you just one more uh the other day i was talking to gina schlock of the go-go's and she said that for the rock and roll hall of fame she wants pink to induct to induct them um that's a nice tip of the hat i would think and uh just in terms of playing, because when you're playing with Billy and you're playing with Foreigner, it's very rock. How different is it playing with Pink? Because it is more upbeat. It is more dance-oriented. It is more pop. Uh, are you the same drummer, or do you have to bring in a whole new set of skills to to, 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 to you know to be with Pink? Well, I'll start by saying the truth, that Pink is one of the most amazing singers, and she's a badass. Yep. Her work ethic is unprecedented. And what she does on stage is humbling. If you took all the aerial, the life-threatening aerial stuff she does, if you take that away and just listen to that voice, she's absolutely brilliant. She rocks. She just has this amazing gravel. So it's a hybrid of a lot of stuff. There's more, more diversity in her music, actually, than Billy Idol or Foreigner, even. So I, I just... Playing with her is so humbling and so mag magnificent, and the band is so great, and they're all like my best friends. We're just like a big family. We're all constantly, I'm sorry, I always set alarms for my phone. We're constantly on a band, it's called the Pink Band Text Chat. So <laughs> the band, um, the singers, our stylist Yvette, <laughs> we're always like, you know, Today, we're, we're saying Happy Valentine's Day, so we, we love each other. It's like a big family. We can't wait to get back together again. Yeah. And that whole 225 people on the road is one big family. And everybody is the best at what they do because Pink picks only the best because she is so great. It's so humbling to simply play drums and look up and watch this woman who had nearly died when she, when she was doing her aerial stuff we call the 360 mm -hmm. back in 2010 who hung from a 40-story glass building in downtown LA when we did the American Music Awards and did aerial ballet 200 feet above the stage with just two carabiner clips dangling from the top kicking off the glass and I got to tell you I asked her about that because she's the bravest person I know and, you know, she does all this death-defying stuff, and eventually, you know, you get through it. Eventually, it's like, okay, you're not afraid anymore. You're used to it. So we've been, she'd been rehearsing for a week doing this stuff, you know, hours and hours a day. And at one point, I said to her, so at what point were you not scared? And she said, I was scared the entire time <laughs> up to the live performance and she sang live. She won't do any of the aerial stuff without singing live. So the vocals are never canned. That's another thing that's crazy. Even Michael Jackson, because a friend of mine played with Michael Jackson. When Michael used to do those crazy dance moves, they had his voice in the box, we call it. 
So Pink refuses. So you hear her breathe. You know it's real. It's actual. I mean, that stuff's the real deal. She's truly astounding. So she's the most amazing artist of all, of everybody. She, uh, listen, I'll agree. Uh, I saw her at the uh, Kiss FM show in Boston years ago uh, on a bill with uh, John Mayer and Def Leppard and stuff. And I had a chance to meet her backstage and she was just t- terrific. I mean, there's nothing, you she's can't say amazing. anything, you Love can't it. say anything she's bad about her. She she is yeah. awesome and her shows are awesome. And it's just nice to, to have you, have you there. And, and uh <laughs> I will say thank you for Mr. Moonlight because that is a, that is a very very underrated album. It, it is solid. Um, well, I think you, you you called it right though. That came out like when grunge was at its biggest. It yeah. wasn't Foreigner's time at that moment to come out with a new record, but we still toured relentlessly to sold out arenas all over the world. So oh. it was still an amazing time. It, it would have and been... people love, let's face it, Forner had 17 top 10 singles all before that. So we didn't even have enough time to play all of the top 10 singles on stage. Nonetheless, new music. <laughs> so we did play some new music, but let's face it, the fans want to hear the stuff they know. And Forner had, so, Forner had more hits, I think, than any other band. More top 10 hits yep. than any other band, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, first, uh, first, I think they had more than the Beatles. uh, First five albums were top five on Billboard's Hot 100, which is yeah, unbelievable. And uh, yeah, just listen, if that album had come out in 1986, it probably would have been you know five times platinum. But whole other thing, whole whole other thing. thing. Uh, Healthcareworkersrock.org is where you can find out more. And uh, Ken, I'm going to say this uh, from the heart here. Uh, thank you for what you're doing because I have a lot of friends that are that are teachers and so on and so forth and, and healthcare workers, and I don't want to say they get abused, but but I, I think people just sort of expect them to be there and that you know there's no ramifications. They just they show, but it's more than that. These are real people that are suffering and they're being pushed to the limits. And we thought they were going to be pushed to the limits for two months. Well, it's twelve months. And we don't know when it's going to end. So thank you for, for doing what you're doing because every little bit helps. Well, you're welcome. Listen, I appreciate you having us on to talk about Healthcare Workers Rock. We're on Healthcare Workers uh, Rock. You can find us, like you said, on, on the website, uh, Random Acts of Kindness Band on Instagram. And certainly we're on all the DSPs. And we appreciate any support you know you provide and, uh, and your listeners and viewers because – uh, it's a really important message that needs to get out. And, you know, it's been my both pleasure and privilege to to produce the song and, and to put it out there. And and by the way, and it's a great song. Right now, I'm just, here's an offer. I'm just putting it out there. First three people that donate, donate $5,000 or more, I will send you a personally signed snare drum. Oh, there you go. All right, I'll get that out there. Make sure people know that. And, uh, and Ken, you're going to have to tell me who, who donates because I don't have access to the database, but I'm sure Ken does. $5,000 or more, first three people, three signed snare drums from me. Well, thank you very much. That That is appreciated. And uh, I will say this. Uh, well, well, in fact, I'll say this off the record after in a second. Here, let me just turn off the recording a second.